If you ever found yourself wondering about how artificial intelligence and faith intersect, my name is Elias Kruger. And I am Maggie Bender. And you are listening to the AI Theology Podcast, where faith and technology interact, taking you into an interesting and mind-challenging dialogue. Here we talked about how emerging technologies can align with the flourishing of all of life. Join us and expand your mind with topics like AI ethics, AI for good, guest interviews, and more. And our sixth episode is... Let's Talk About the Future, Part 1. This is an interesting episode, a bit different from what we've done in the past. Just give a little bit of a background of kind of how do we get here. Why are we talking about the future? You know, why, why even go there? A few months ago, AI Theology, we kind of as a, as a community kind of embarked on a in a way to, we wanted to, to think more about how do we focus our, our, our efforts so that we are, you know, more effective. We have limited time, limited resources. You know, we wanted to focus our efforts on, on a project. After discussing, having uh, some conversations and dialogue, we thought that the best way uh, for us to really use our time is really to start looking into the future and exploring just how faith and AI will interact decades from now. Doing that with some dialogue, speculation, prayerful reflection, we're basically hoping to paint plausible pictures of what may be ahead of us. There's a reason why we got there that we want to talk a little bit about about today, but the more we discuss technology, especially AI, it just became clear that the, the rate of change was so fast. We're constantly talking about what it was going to be and what are the implications, where are things going? So in other words, we were kind of constantly being forced to be in the future. You know, we are in a time of a lot of change, uh, a lot of advances in this area. And so the only way to really try to kind of get around it wasn't really trying to track what's happening now, but really trying to see where things were going and then painting pictures of that so that maybe we could now take action to address whatever is coming next. Right. So, so it's a way to looking at the future, not to necessarily dream or speculate or have fun, you know, ideas about the future, but how, what can we do now um, to affect those futures? And so that's really kind of where our, our focus has been. That makes sense. And honestly, any discussion that we have about emerging technologies is inevitably going to be a, a dialogue about the future. While AI technologies, they can present a lot of amazing stuff, but they can also present some daunting challenges. So one of the ways in which we can really kind of understand these things is to seriously think about like what this is going to look like in the future. But I don't know about you, but for me, when I start looking at this and kind of like ideating around how this can do, it seems overwhelming. So the question is, where do we start thinking about the future? Great question. Probably the reason why a lot of people would even <laughs> not go there, uh, because it just feels very overwhelming and daunting to, to do that. The more we thought about it, I mean, a good way to start is really to start looking at the past, right? We live in what was the future of where we were in the past. So we are a future of uh, the past that we have lived on. And that gives us really an interesting resource, right? Our mental resource. Um, for those of us who are fortunate enough to be, you know, have had enough 
laps around the sun to remember five, 10, 20 years, right? We have this gift where we can, we can remember earlier times, we can reminisce about it, and then we can compare it to where we are today, right? So that gives us a little bit of a baseline, as something to start thinking about, hey, this is how things were, this is how they are now. So possibly if we kind of project that into the future, we can start looking into the future. So that's kind of, was really our first step was, was uh, you know, looking into the past. That sounds interesting. So what were you doing 20 years ago? No, that's a, it's a great question. 20 years ago, um, just for reference, this is being recorded in 2022. So we're really talking about 2002. And that was, uh, that was a really momentous year for me. I graduated from college uh, and I got married. And I got my first job all in the same year and uh, moved into to Charlotte, North Carolina. Personally, so it was to me a very momentous, uh, momentous year. But I, you know, it, it's even interesting just to think about if I think about, especially that time when I started working, how different things were. So I would um, get on my nice Volvo 240 1985 station wagon, drive to work uh, downtown every day, five days a week. Can you believe, Maggie, that I would drive to work five days a week? <laughs> no way. <laughs> and I would sit in front of my you know, desktop and I remember... You know, obviously there was internet, but I remember feeling guilty that I would just surf the net too much. And and my surfing literally was at work was like going to like newspaper sites or watching soccer results for like a few minutes and then going back to work. And that was it. There was no uh, additional you know distraction on that. We would come back. I don't think we try to remember if we watched the news, but we I think we watched something every night and it was on TV, normal TV. And, um, you know, that was kind of life. And oh, and I had I did have a phone. It was a big cell phone and we had a landline too because you had to have a landline because you just never knew right so uh so life was definitely very very different um how about you maggie so in 2002 i was in college uh not quite graduated yet but and honestly i didn't even have a phone yet in 2002 uh i had to wait uh, a whole nother year for that but um it was funny that you're talking about your desktop computer um remember the giant monitors i remember like as i was packing for college and bringing my computer like making sure that i had enough room allocated in my car for my computer like you everybody had a landline seriously had to wait until somebody got home to answer their phone couldn't connect with them any other way but you know as a life and uh, the time of college student really like the things that i remember about that time period like from a political standpoint there was the um 9-11 happened just yeah. the prior year we had um the axis of evil and the starting of the wars and there was uh beginning to have a lot more uh cultural conflict between the republicans and democrats mm -hmm. uh, was starting up but when i think back to 2002 Unlike you, mine was not momentous, but like I had to really think what I was doing because as a college student, you know, concerned about grades, I worked at a grocery store, you know, so like it was making sure that I was scanning enough items at a time, but there wasn't a whole lot. But from a technology perspective, I had internet, I had to run lots of cabling, um, no Wi-Fi, the reception was bad, so the TV didn't work in my uh, dorm room. We had to go to the lobby to watch VHS tapes. 
DVDs, maybe? Maybe it was the start of DVDs, but not a whole lot. <laughs> no, I forgot to, to, to talk about one of the things we love to do on Saturdays, which was to drive to a blockbuster and remember that, to rent a movie. And I remember that the choice was very small because we would just go to like the new releases. So there would be like five or six and everybody would watch about the same movies because there wasn't you know that many and they would have multiple copies of it because you know it was actually a physical copy. Yeah, there was nothing worse than going to like uh, the store and like just seeing the case and realizing that it was out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. No, that was, oh, that was, <laughs> can you imagine not being able to like download today or stream? Yeah, no, that's, uh, and that's the equivalent when Netflix doesn't work, right? And you're like, are you kidding me? I'm going to have to live with myself now. There is one thing now that sometimes I notice that on some of the apps, if you watch it almost to the end and you get to the credits, you try to watch the next episode and it brings you to, to the end instead of the beginning. Every time I see that, I hear, be kind, rewind. Yeah. <laughs> I think that. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> to those of you who don't remember, it's because VHS when you saw a video and got to the end, if you didn't rewind, that meant that either the person in the store or the next person would have to rewind before they're watching. So yeah, it was kind of a, a courtesy that you would do to, to the next person. So yeah, I do remember the war of terror. I do remember airports changing massively at that point because right before then, right before 2011, I remember, so I was... I got married in 2002, but I would, my wife was in Brazil. So we would you know, see each other about five or six times a year. So she would fly in. And I remember going to the gate to pick her up. Like I would come in early and, and I would go through security and I would be right there. So the first thing she saw when she arrived in a city where I was would be me. And of course, after 2000, you know, after September 11, that was not possible. The lines were, were huge. The security went up. So you could only go in if you had a ticket. And, and that was a massive, I remember that being kind of a, a massive change. One that we're just so used to it now, it kind of, uh, you know, we take off our shoes and whatever, it just, just goes on. But that is, that is a legacy of the, you know, the war on terror, the, the, the attack on the World Trade Center that still lives on today. Yeah, no, it was uh, George, George W. Bush was president. <laughs> uh, remember him. So uh, very, very interesting times. And and I was just reminiscing with Isabelle, who is my partner in crime with AI Theology, really kind of produces all of this stuff that we're doing here right now. We just had election in Brazil and you know, Lula won. Turned out that 2002, he, he was winning his first time. So now he, he's back uh, president of Brazil. And that in 2002 was a huge deal because he had already tried three or four times and had lost. And then suddenly he won. And it was the first kind of president that came from a very humble background that nobody expected. So it was very uh, momentous uh, moment, a very important time uh, in, in that. So a, a lot going on, but uh, definitely technology has changed. Yeah, no, so reminiscing is fun. I mean, I could, Maggie, we could, we could sit and really talk so much about this, but obviously there are some pitfalls in kind of using the past as a reference for the future. Um, and I think that the big one that, that we want to be careful with is that we are going to assume, especially if we say, hey, 20 years ago was like this, now it's like this, then 20 years from now, it's going to be, you know, the same change. We are really assuming that the rate of change is the same. And what we're seeing with technology is there is an acceleration of change. 
right? So it's important to, while, while it's good to kind of create that as a baseline, it's important to be aware that the rate of change is increasing and therefore maybe a, a better, maybe one way to frame it would be, well, what happened, you know, the change between 20 years from now, uh, from 20 years ago is probably what's going to happen maybe 10 years from now, right? So maybe you shorten your, your future and that's kind of how you calibrate. So that's kind of one of the pitfalls. As we do in our podcast here, we have to ask the question, you know, what about theology? So Maggie, what about theology? Well, first of all, one could say the whole Judeo-Christian tradition is built around the practice of remembering. The Eucharist is the remembering. And as we look back in our history, we also learn from not only those people in our lives that are older than us to, to see um, the impact of their spirituality on us, but also to the People in history, Catholics look at saints, uh, a lot of uh, evangelicals will focus on the patriarchs and early Christianity and see that and just even going back to the Bible, you're just going through a process of, of remembering. So from a baseline, it's all about remembering, right? And I mean, there are so many admonitions throughout the Old Testament about remember, uh, you know, such as such, even the Psalms, remember your God, remember the deliverance in Egypt, right? The very history of Israel is about remembering the redemption of Israel. And then the history of Christianity, remembering uh, the life of Jesus, you know, 2000 years ago. So obviously this, this practice of reminiscing and remembering is very much embedded in the DNA of you know, the Judeo-Christian tra tradition. But on the other hand, there is also a, a way looking forward, right? So so in some ways it looks back in the past, but then it also looks forward, which is that wonderful theological word that we'd like to say, eschatology, which is, you know, looking into the last things with this idea that history, you know, has a goal, like uh, an endpoint. We're moving towards something. Yeah. And I love that you brought up eschatology. Um, I actually had, I had a biblical professor who always remember this, and I use this kind of, kind of as a, a pattern for some different types of uh, approaching different problems, but the protology is in the eschatology. So basically the beginning is in the end, um, is the point there. And what that's really saying is that by looking at the eschatology, things that happened in the beginning is what's informing that eschatology. They're, they're bound together. So there's a certain sense in which, you know, even when you look at, you know, uh, the Bible, you start with Genesis and you end with uh, Revelation and then into the new creation. Yeah, no, I, I think to, to dig into that point a little more, um, it is interesting, and, and I, I know a few books have been published around that, is, you know, we start in a garden and we end in a city. But but in some ways, we're, we're kind of, ending in, as you say, in a new creation. So there is really, tension is the right word, but there is, there's both a way in which the future is like the past. And then there's also a way in which the future is not like the past. So maybe one way to think about it is not that it's linear or not even cyclical, but but there's a spiral where there, we, yeah. we see movements that are similar, but we always end up in a new place. Yeah, absolutely. I love I love the the thought of it being a spiral because you are you're going beyond, you're sublating, and you're going beyond, and it's always drawing you forward. And some theologians will even just talk about you know God is pulling people through through history that everything is kind of angled towards him. Right. I don't even say some theologians, especially my favorite ones, uh, one of them being you know, Moltmann, 
almost says that God is the future. Like the only way to believe is that God is reaching us from the future and pulling us into it, right? And and so the only place where you can really place God is in the future, not not in the present, not not just in the past, but but constantly from the future, bringing the past, uh, bringing us into you know, God's self. I think that's a it's a good way to also think about the relationship between you know time, past, and present. Yeah, absolutely. And it also just brings to mind Augustine's understanding of telos. Right. The pulling towards the moving towards the end uh, and this this idea of fruition, which I think actually the idea of fulfillment and fruition actually came up in some of our earlier podcasts when we first started talking about it. But here it is again, where we're pointing towards history, um, we're becoming and getting pulled towards that telos. And, and I really like that word fruition because I guess my mind was making the connection of fruition, fruit and seed. The, the fruit comes from the seed and the seed carries the fruit from the beginning. So in some ways, uh, just like, you know, past is the future, the future is the past. The past <clears throat> carries the seeds for the future, right? And, and so one, one could even think about, even if we look 20 years back or however long, we can see things that were happening then that were very faint, but that then came to fruition many years later, but they were already present there in some ways, yeah. right? Some things Absolutely. were already present there. Yeah, so absolutely. We were talking a little bit about George Bush earlier. One of the big legislations that came out um, was the Patriot Act. And I, I worked for a company that provided software for a retail banking. So I was there as they were rolling out all of the uh, changes that we had to make to the system to support uh, the regulation and the new technologies. But you can see like as that was pulling through and then now now, even more so, that stuff has now become automated to the point where, like, it's just a seamless part of uh, the entire process. Yeah, Patriot was huge uh, for banks and, and a lot of things and, and politics, economics, and, and even ourselves. I think if we look at it on a personal level, I can look at my 22-year-old in some ways, like to slap him around and tell him to, to chill and do things differently. But in other ways, really seeing very much the man that I am today in that 22-year-old young man. Yeah, absolutely. I'll say the same. Um, I had an opportunity to catch up with a friend yesterday. She was one of my closest friends in 2002. But yeah, at the same time, the dynamic of our relationship, our friendship, and just who we are as people has both you know, stayed the same, but also changed in, in kind of grew into something different um, and better, I would say in a lot of ways, like to your point, you know, probably would have smacked my 22 year old self around at that time and <laughs> said, don't do this or do this instead. But you can see also through this, the process um, of moving forward, there's some things that are there in the seeds and now it's coming to fruition. So this has been great. We've talked about our, our past and, you know, folks out there just start to think where you were 20 years ago. And then especially just kind of plug for what we're thinking about is what do you remember about technology? How different, how many things in your day-to-day -day life do you not have? Would you not have had? There were no podcasts, right? Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> there was no Zoom, mm -hmm. right? Uh, well, maybe there was. Uh, I think the best was kind of party lines where you could have audio calls uh, mm -hmm. with multiple people. But if we think about like that rate of change, so just call it to you guys. Think about that. Think about the, the theology as well. Some of these points that we drew out, talking a little bit about eschatology, the telos, the, the idea of being a spiral mm -hmm. versus linear or maybe cyclical. But 
I don't know. Do you have any words of encouragements or challenges out for our listeners? Yeah, no, I would definitely encourage you and, and uh, you know, don't get too caught up on the 20 year. It was it was good. Honestly, it was good for me because it was just kind of felt like a good remembrance, but it could be 10 years. It could be 30 for some of you, right? But but definitely, you know, going to that exercise, I, I think is, is worthwhile. And even to just see how things have changed, whether it's for good, for bad, or, or maybe how things have not changed. There are certain things that maybe have remained the same. I think this type of time thinking is, is a skill that we probably all need to develop. And so I would encourage, this is a small way to, to get started. In our next episode, we'll talk a little bit more how we're, we'll actually start looking into that, uh, maybe looking into scenarios and how we're going to treat the future. But for now, let's look for the past as a way, as a reference uh, for the future. Absolutely. Stay tuned for part two. Yes. We have reached the end of our episode. But this conversation doesn't have to end here. We'd love to hear from you in our you know, Facebook community or in our site. Don't forget to subscribe and you know, let us know what you think. And as always, you can join this conversation on all sorts of platforms. We got Instagram, we got Facebook, Facebook groups, and uh, all are at AI Theology. Um, and also, don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Goodbye. Goodbye.